What can I use to reduce gun deaths? This gun in my hand. This gun in my hand is brought to you by Content Warmings. Did you know some consumers are put off by unexpectedly hearing things like suicide, gun violence, and murder in radio programs? Elements that appear in this very episode you're listening to. They may tune to other programs, making your sponsorship less effective. With content warnings, some will hear what's coming and conscientiously tune out, but they'll appreciate your warning and they'll be more likely to listen next week. Let listeners warm to your content with content warnings. This episode is also brought to you by the National Rifle Manufacturers Association, keeping the world safe for your continued use of firearms. No guarantees of actual physical safety implied across the world or any specific region. Please kill responsibly because every excess person you murder is a lost customer for us. If you think your neighbor or spouse might be capable of murdering someone irresponsibly, protect yourself and your community by buying more guns for yourself. Remember, one for the dresser and one for the pantry. And on their grave is where you'll plant trees. We're still working on that slogan. Anyway, buy a gun. Lux presents Hollywood. The Emerald Ash Borer. He chews through the bark of the toughest crime family trees, rooting out villains that even the Civilian Conservation Corps can't cut down. The Emerald Ash Borer. Faithful Filipino valet Castro, Rit Breed, crusading publisher, outwits criminal masterminds, placing himself in peril so that gangsters and lawbreakers may feel the pinch of justice in the jaws of the emerald ash borer. Crawl with Rit Breed into another thorny adventure. The emerald ash borer flies again. Hurry, Castro! We're out to smash a counterfeit collectible lunchbox racket. The Emerald Ash Borer hunches behind the bulbous wheel well of a parked Packard 120. He bobs above the hood, just long enough to fire at someone who is taking cover next to a LaSalle Series 3750 Coupe on the other side of the street. Ash Borer's target returns fire. When suddenly... Hey, Ash. Gosh, Ziljan, I'm in the middle of a firefight. Give me some kind of warning before you pop up like that. I did. I said, hey, Ash. This morning over breakfast, I was listening to the community news segment on the radio. The announcer read one of those formulaic headlines they use for people soliciting funds for a project on Kicksmarter. The Emerald Ash Borer is creating safety policy white papers for the National Rifle Manufacturers Association. What's that all about? Exactly what it sounds like. The NRMA hired me to brainstorm ideas to reduce the number of gun deaths and suicides. They knew I'd have creative solutions to offer. Oh, boy. Have you at least been getting input from Castro, your faithful Filipino valet? He has a pretty good head on his shoulders. No, Castro has been working on his own this week. I'm encouraging him to see if he has a taste for becoming a solo hero somewhere down the road. Confidentially, I'm not worried about that happening anytime soon. But it'll be good for him. He needs more practice to get to the point where he can handle things on his own. He's breaking up a ring of double-dealing faro dealers in Southern California. 
or maybe Oahu, I forget which. There's a great deal of gambling among these so-called surf riders, apparently. So I'm working alone today, thinking up ways to reduce gun deaths. Why don't you stop shooting and we'll both walk away? That'll reduce gun deaths for today. Shut up, you! All these massacres lately make it seem like guns are the problem. You got seven dead in the St. Valentine's Day massacre, five killed in the Kansas City massacre, those workers gunned down on the picket line at Shakola Mill, South Carolina. That was iffy, though. If they hadn't been causing a disturbance with their strike... The Valentine's Day massacre was 10 years ago. You gotta admit, that's a lot of mass shootings in one decade there. I suppose. First off, we need to reduce suicide by gun. I thought we should take that out of the discussion from the start, because it's a matter of mental illness. But the big thinkers at the NRMA want to address it. So how do you put a dent in those numbers? Prevent people from getting guns so easily. Public service announcements on the radio by the biggest stars we can find. Clark Gable, Bing Crosby. I did a favor for Dick Powell, so he owes me. I haven't been able to get a hold of Myrna Loy, but wouldn't those two be great together? Whichever stars we recruit, they'll play up how wonderful life can be by describing their lives. All the glamour, luxury, fame, comfort, wealth. And then top it all off with the anti-suicide campaign slogan, why not live? The National Rifle Manufacturers Association is paying for that? No, that's what the Kickstarter campaign is for. There's all kinds of premiums for donors. At the top tier, you can donate $20 a month to have dinner with one of the stars. Middle tier, you get a new revolver. And pledging only two bits a month, you'll receive an official Emerald Ashborer sock ring. A sock ring? Yes. Given your line of work, my mind went to decoder ring first. What's a sock ring? A sock ring holds pairs of socks together in your drawer so they don't get separated. I had originally suggested a decorative ring that fits around the neck of a rooster. We have a huge rural listening audience. They like to hear what it's like living in the big city. Why did you decide against the chicken ring? We wouldn't call it a chicken ring. It's only for roosters, so it's a cock. Can't imagine why you'd have rings for socks or rooster necks instead of a decoder ring. That's a classic. Are we having a gunfight or what? Feel like I'm alone over here. Thank you. That's more like it. Let me bounce some other brainstorms off you. Here's my list. Okay, how do we reduce gun deaths? Obviously, the standard answer is... More guns, of course. The tried and true method. More guns. Except your regular citizens don't see things the way you and I do. They hear more guns, and they think of more bad guys able to shoot people. So we eliminate that misunderstanding. We need more guns only for good guys. The problem with that is, I've noticed in my day-to-day crime-fighting experience, say you come across two people shooting at each other. It's not instantly clear which one's the good guy and which one's the bad guy. Maybe they're both bad guys. Maybe each of them is a good guy who thinks the other one is a bad guy. Sure, maybe there's a good guy having a bad day, but we've taken care of all that. I assigned Castro to develop an evil detector. He's got it working with 83% accuracy but you have to be within four inches of the person you're testing. And they have to hold still for three minutes. So he's trying to increase the range and duration, and and probably the accuracy. Who's this guy you're shooting at? Is he a known criminal, or did you stumble on a crime in progress? I have no idea. Some regular citizen. I thought having a gunfight would get my creative juices flowing. You know, give me some ideas for the NRMA brainstorming. You might be shooting at a good guy. What were you thinking? It's just knockout gas. Here. Looks like a Colt M1911A1, right? This is actually Castro's latest modified version of the Emerald Ashborer gas gun Mark 7. 
By turning the dial, I can shoot knockout gas silently, or I can turn on the gunshot sound, or a ray gun sound. I can simulate a swarm of emerald ash borers, my namesake insects, descending on my target. Or I can use it to alter my voice and sound all gravelly like Matban. That's not what I told him. Why isn't the knockout gas working on this guy? Sometimes it takes more than one dose for a full effect. I wasn't finished, though. With this other dial on the gas gun, I can set it to shoot laughing gas, sneezing powder, weeping spray, or live bullets. Oh, no. It's been set on bullets this whole time. Sorry. I could have told you that. Look at all your bullet holes in this side of the LaSalle he's hiding behind. Oh, that's a shame. Back in my early days as a crime fighter, the era we call Emerald Ashborer Year One, before we got the Studebaker, we used to have a LaSalle Coupe. Gee, our old LaSalle ran great. The cops sure are taking their sweet time to get here. How long does a gunfight have to go on before they notice? I saw a bunch of cops over on Telegraph Road. There's another gunfight over there, two blocks away. That's why I detoured down this street. Where are you headed? I'm trying to get to work at the pinball factory, if you'd let me. What do you do at the pinball factory that's so dangerous you bring a revolver to work? I'm an inspector in the actuators division. These streets are dangerous. Don't you watch movies or read magazines or listen to stories on the radio? If it's not cowboys, it's G-men and gangsters and detectives trading shots all day. You can't pay attention to that garbage. They exaggerate. Hey, what are you still shooting for? I thought we were talking. I was only trying to draw you out. What you need is a practical, down-to-earth, hands-on solution. I have some of those. For example, I asked Castro to develop ballistic blankets. Ballistic blankets. They're like tapestries you can hang on the walls of schools or public buildings or churches, except they have pockets to hold bulletproof steel plates. They could have tasteful pastoral scenes painted on them, or the alphabet or multiplication tables. For places of worship, maybe Stations of the Cross or doves carrying wisps of fabric in their beaks. Anything you want. When you hear shooting, you hang the ballistic blanket in front of a window or drape it across people for protection. I was thinking more along the lines of regulating... Here's another one. We install powerful electromagnets in ceilings of churches or stores. As soon as someone draws a firearm, the store owner or priest, whichever type of clergy lives there, they flip the switch and all firearms are snapped up to the magnet in the ceiling. Along with the steel fillings of any bystanders inside the place. I don't think dental fillings are made of ferrous metals, but why do you have to be a negative Nelly? There's not always a perfect solution for every problem. The problem is too many idiots can get their hands on guns. You're missing the obvious solution. Another possibility is the sound-activated knockout water sprinkler. A dame walks into a store with a gun. Why a dame? I'm just trying to give equal opportunity to the possibility of lady criminals, like Regina, the queen pin of crime. I'm familiar with her work. Say she walks in a diner and fires her pistol to get everyone's attention. Before she can say... I want every last one of you melon farmers down on the ground. Is that something she's likely to say? My writers like to appeal to that rural audience like I was telling you. They make it sound like the villains hate country folk. It gets the audience on my side. Anyhow, her gunshot triggers the sakaos, which is our abbreviation for the sound-activated knockout water sprinkler. Everybody in the place gets knocked out by liquid that rains down on them, including the gun mall or whoever fired a shot. Why is it liquid instead of knockout gas? 
Castro said it would be easier to modify existing water sprinklers instead of installing whole new gas dispersal systems. So the sprinklers don't sprinkle water anymore. What happens if there's a fire? The knockout liquid would put out the fire, and everyone inside would be knocked out. A gunshot activates the sprinkler. The sprinkler rains chemicals on everyone. The chemicals incapacitate shooters. Your solutions are sounding more and more like something Rube Goldberg would come up with. Why didn't I think of that? I could ask Rube Goldberg to voice the suicide prevention radio spots. He'd be cheaper than Clark Gable or Bing Crosby. Sure. Wait, why am I always thinking small potatoes? We'll hire the Rube Goldberg to design a solution for us. He has a degree in engineering, you know. I think your pinball inspector wandered away. Oh, there he is. I had one more idea. Get a load of this one. We rent a big theater and host an event honoring bad guys who turned good and stopped themselves from doing bad things. A tribute to the instantly rehabilitated. Did you develop some gas or chemical that turns people from Mr. Hyde back to Dr. Jekyll? There's no need for that. Look, we all know the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. How can that be true if some good people use guns to stop themselves? To shoot themselves? Right. It only makes sense if those people had been doing bad things in the past and they decided to heroically put a stop to it with a gun. You're celebrating suicides. Only bad people would shoot themselves. So if there are copycats, it would mean fewer bad people around to make trouble. You just said they were good guys because they stopped themselves from being... I can't... You've gone off the rails. If you host an event for that, everyone will hate you. But we're doing the tribute to benefit children and families. What, you're raising money for the surviving relatives of shooting victims? We're creating a legal defense fund for parents who are accused of negligence just because their children heroically stopped themselves from being bad guys. What? You know, once in a while, kids find guns carefully hidden under their parents' pillows or in their nightstand. We could view it as tragic or view the parents as being negligent like the justice system does, but that doesn't fit with what we know to be true. Obviously, what's happening is that child has decided to be a good guy with a gun and stop a bad guy with a gun, namely himself. Or occasionally, one kid will shoot another kid. We can only assume the other kid lunged at them and it was a matter of self-defense. I have a better name for your tribute event. Facacta. Is that Italian? Yeah, maybe we could draw more ethnics to the event that way. Maybe instant rehabilitation sounds too technical. How about a tribute to last-minute heroes? I don't want my name associated with that mess in any way. I'm advising you not to host this thing. Why can't you at least think of the children? There's no one who loves children more than I do. Die! Ow! Mommy! Sorry, it's definitely set to knockout gas this time. Mommy! It hurts! Oh, Mommy! Norma Lee, what's wrong? That man shot me with his toy gun. Shame on you. Why... You're the Emerald Ash Borer. Someone call the police. He's a wanted man. Some kind of underworld figure. Actually, he's a good guy, but he cultivates a criminal image so he can intimidate hoodlums and move in underworld circles. Who are you? What are you doing here? I was walking to work when he started shooting at me with his toy gun. Just let them both go, will you, Ash? Fine. You're free to go. I'll help you carry your daughter. I'm calling the police. It was just a pellet of knockout gas that hit your daughter, ma'am, not a bullet. Well, it beamed her in the forehead. I said I was sorry. Look, Ash, the gun problem. Forget all those solutions. There are too many guns around. Tommy guns, Browning automatic rifles, or you got easy-to-conceal handguns. 
we need to make it illegal for most people to buy them or sell them. Fewer guns in circulation, fewer gun deaths and gun suicides. That's rich coming from you. What do you use to fight crime? This gun in my hand. It's right there in your catchphrase. You think it's okay for you to have a gun, but not for everybody else? Yes, exactly. Have you met everybody else? My catchphrase is this gun in my hand, not a million machine guns in the hands of any idiot who happens by. That would be an awkward catchphrase. Tonight's episode was brought to you by the National Rifle Manufacturers Association's Tribute to Last Minute Heroes. Purchase tickets now. No, they are not sponsoring my show. I don't care how much they're paying us. Send the money back. Mr. Ziljan, this is not an episode of your show. You're a special guest star on the Emerald Ashborer program. Remember at the start when the radio tuned away from your show and then we heard the Ashborer intro? Oh yeah. Well, do what you gotta do, but you can do it without me. Before you go, Falk, what's that you're carrying? This gun? No, in your other hand. Oh, it's just a lunch pail. May I see that? Why? Are you hiding it behind your back? No, here, it's just, it's kind of girly. You're carrying your lunch in a tin covered with pictures from Walt Disney's Snow White. I didn't have time to wash my Gene Autry Phantom Empire lunch pail this morning. The image of Snow White on the lid looks suspiciously like olive oil. And the dwarves all look like sweepy. Wait, I can explain. All this time you were moralizing to me, Mr. Holier Than Thou. Which one of us turns out to be the criminal here? It's not what you think. You're part of the counterfeit collectible lunchbox racket. I'm investigating the counterfeit collectible lunchbox racket. This is a piece of evidence against the racketeers. Falk, there's a place for you on the other side of that bullet-riddled LaSalle. I'm turning the dial to live bullets. Hey, now, Ash, be reasonable. Please kill responsibly. Episode 56 of This Gun in My Hand was knocked off a shelf by a cat who was set loose from a cage by a piece of twine tied to a broom handle which was pulled by Rob Northrup. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisgunandmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, information on how to subscribe, and to buy my books such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and Other Revisionist Atrocities. What sets in motion a cascading series of events leading to the desired outcome? This gun in my hand. <laughs>